All right, guys, welcome back to RTW's Wild History Ride. I'm Thomas. I'm Will. And I'm Rhonda. And on today's episode, we're going to be covering a case, uh, a woman by the name of Eunice Cole. Now, she has an interesting history, to say the least. Will, why don't you go ahead and lead into it? Well, I will, and I'll, <laughs> I think they'll see the uh, title for this, I think, in there, but we, we kind of played around with the titles, and, I, you know, I'll let them see it. They'll know what we titled this episode, I think, after uh, after we get started a little bit. But um, before we get started, I do want to remind everybody just to go download our new podcast, I guess, uh, our second episode of uh, Small Town Missing, and it's on the case of Leanne Green. And, and Rhonda, do you, can you tell us a little bit, like a little teaser about Leanne? Green to make people listen? Uh, yes, actually, she disappeared in the late 70s, a 17 year old out of a small town in Tennessee, Middle Tennessee, Dixon, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. has not been found. They had a few suspects, but uh, no, I would say, really concrete leads. Mm-hmm. And again, never been found. Well, and you know, it, it's interesting too because we've had. Uh, full-on conversations about people, you know, how many people go missing, and there's not really any information about it. And I think it was really cool, actually, like, reaching out, or not reaching out, but, like, you know, learning more about Leanne, and just, it, it's close to home. It's kind of close to home to here from where we are, honestly. It is. It, it's not very far from here, and it's certainly not very far from where I grew up. Exactly. And that's why I think it's important, too, to, like, do cases like that. But I just, if anybody is interested in a true crime podcast that, like, talks about things like that, we, you should totally go download Small Town Missing. It's available any Anywhere and everywhere you get your podcast. Uh, Thomas, anything else before we get started? Nope, I think we're good to go. Sounds good. So I'm gonna. Uh, so this is uh, episode is about Eunice Cole, and like Thomas said, she had a very interesting and I would say tragic life. Whether or not that was. Because of, you know, circumstances outside or of her well control. Deserved or her well deserved. Or well deserved. Well, I don't think anything like that's no. well deserved. No, I God. don't either. I'm just saying we don't know the story. We don't know. Uh, what her personality was like. If I was mean, I hope y'all wouldn't accuse me of witchcraft. My goodness. <laughs> like, I, there's other okay. ways. H- how many people in movies are called witch and yeah. things like that because they are the mean old lady down the road? All the women learning in the 1800s. Witch! You're <laughs> just like reading and oh, writing. Yeah, she yeah. knows astrology. Yeah. Witch. <laughs> yeah, not to jump into some, in the middle of something, but yeah, that's true. If yep. a woman was really smart or yep. she was assertive or... You know, a witch. Yes, yeah, she was a witch. <laughs> she was just a witch. She's accused of it just to get her out of the way. So safe to say, like Rhonda, you would have probably been accused of witchcraft for being a I smart woman back then. Would have been burned at the stake. Burned I'm at sure. the stake. I would. I would have burned with you. <laughs> um, so I will say. So before we go into her story, I I did want to look up a history of like witches in America because you know, um, I, I think of Harry Potter. We grew up with Hermione Granger and things like that. Like it was just, it was kind of a cool and whimsical thing to be a you know involved in magic. It was. Painful it as something cool and you know it just wasn't the case back in the you know 1600s 1700s okay question yeah so what is the time frame for this particular case because we've done this we did the salem witch trials on rtw's wild history ride some time ago and i was just wondering frame of reference is this around the same time or is this more current this one i think honestly might have been um i think it was a little bit before the salem witch trials because i think like Around this time, I mean, it was like when they were establishing like the Massachusetts Bay Colony and everything. And like that's around the time. I think it was, I see like a 1628 or something where around then. Okay. Yeah. I think that was a little bit earlier. So it was a little bit earlier than I think the Salem Witch Trials. So, you know, they were having, I guess that was just more of a mass hysteria type of situation. This is more like an isolated incident. I think of this like poor woman. Um, So let's see. So I will say, so the concept of witchcraft has been around.
around for a while in North America. And we kind of know the typical things about the Salem witch trials that we all kind of hear about. Like, you know, me and Thomas talked about it in history class. And we all love the movies like Harry Potter that depict witchcraft and wizardry in a fun and whimsical light. But um, I will say, so the first instance, I think, of maybe like a a witchcraft or, you know, magic, uh, the Navajo Indians had some form of witchcraft uh, that were kind of dealing with the skinwalkers. But a lot of native tribes aren't really interested in going into their culture and kind of like history with skinwalkers and things like that because they... Um, I think there was a person in the article that I accessed. His name was Dr. Adrian Keene. And he said that other cultures really don't want to disclose certain facts or practices that they take part of or, you know, just because they want their culture to be preserved. So that's just something to kind of think about. Um, another famous instance of witchcraft came in 1658. It's even predating the now famous Salem witch trials. So there was a woman named Elizabeth Goody Garlic. <laughs> was what her name was? No, that, that's got to be fake. No, I think not. I said a Goody Garlic. I mean, that's an alliteration if I've ever heard anything. Why did they call women back then like Goody? Goody, yeah, like yeah, Goody. Pro- you remember I said she's. She's good woman. A good woman. That's okay, what, that's so what that's it means because it means you're. It, yeah, that's a good Proc- person. I guess. Yeah. Okay. Goody Proctor. I just remember that. Um, she was known as Long Island's witch of East Hampton and was apparently in a very similar fashion to the girls of Salem, um, accused of witchcraft by an ailing sixteen-year-old mother on her deathbed. So I guess like in her delirious state, she's like, "Oh, this girl. The reason I'm dying is she cursed me, or you know, whatever." Like, oh, well, that. Could, was she the midwife or something like that in that case? I or? didn't see anything in particular about. Elizabeth I don't know if it was it just says uh, it says due to quote uh, gossiping and the pettiness of their constituents her case was deferred to Hartford Connecticut I guess because they didn't want to try her somewhere where everyone was talking bad badly about her and so uh it does say that the governor of the colony at that time John Winthrop Jr. who I think was he not a part of the Salem witch trials I don't know if he was or not. That just sounds yeah. like a very similar name or something like that it to does somebody. Sound familiar, but I'm not really sure. He saw this, these accusations uh, towards um, Elizabeth as a it, like a community pathology. So it's a very similar viewpoint um, to basically like. I think it's just people talking and it's just everybody kind of getting on the same, you know, like track of thinking. And it's like, oh, you know, obviously she's a witch. This girl, you know, why would they, why would she lie about it? Like she's communing with the devil, you know, things like that. So I don't really know what happened to her. I didn't really get a, uh, an ending to that story, but I did want to mention it because that was apparently like another famous case. Um, let's see. Then we come into the famous Salem witch trials, which we've covered in a separate podcast if you guys want to listen to it. And uh, this was between six. 1692 and 1693, um, many Salem villagers were accused of witchcraft. And to me, it sounds as if it's uh, kind of like a mass hysteria type of thing that we're talking about, that if these girls are just, you know, in their boredom and whatever extreme religious values, they just, you know, wanted to cause some trouble, I guess. And boy, did they. Um, some of the reasons cited for the whole Salem witch trials thing is that there was a, apparently a whole bunch of new colonists from the North that were pouring in due to King William's war. Um, and I always forget how to pronounce this next thing. Ergot, ergo, ergot poisoning. I don't know. E-R-G-O-T. Do y'all know what that is? Mm-mm, no. Do you know what? I would just call it ergot. Ergot poisoning in the rye grain. And of course, the minister Samuel Paris, who was described as a hard ass by some of the townsfolk. So apparently, like, you know, I, I remember we talked about Reverend Paris, I think, in the Salem Witch Trials. And I think he was a pretty, you know... uh 
I don't know, like, you know, shaking his fist type of character, I think is what it was. So uh, you had to turn, you had to turn towards the fashionable, though, of towards witchcraft in the early 1900s, as witches were depicted as beautiful and alluring and some sort of Halloween novelty. Um, You had Bewitched that came on during the 1960s. And then um, there was even an independent feminist group of the time, I think, in the 60s called Witch, which was also founded during the same time I think Bewitched was, you know, created. Um, it stood for the Women's International Terrorist Conspiracy for, uh, from Hell. What? <laughs> Apparently is what it, it stood for. It stood for other things, too. I think it was interchangeable. Um, and they were focused on toppling the patriarchy and demolishing female oppression. Sounds like a normal Monday, you yeah. know? Yeah. Um, and then, I, Thomas, I know me and you can talk about this. We had Sabrina, the teenage witch in the 90s. Yes, which is, in my opinion, better than the new Sabrina, but whatever. See, I like the new Sabrina. I think... Um, I, I uh, like I like the cast. Yeah, yeah. I like the cast of the new Sabrina. I don't... It, it's just definitely a different series. It's a different series. And also, I think a different Sabrina, too, because I think this was like, what, comic book Sabrina or whatever like that? Well, n- yes and no, because it was kind of like the original comics were more like the TV show. Mm-hmm. But then they had the comics that came out in like the late 90s, early 2000s. Yeah. That were more like this. Mm-hmm. And I think even the 2010s were more like this. I, I don't remember the exact timeline. Well, you know now, I mean, but, there, yeah. there's never going to be another, like, we kind of focused at like the 90s shows. or like, Cl- Clarissa explains it all. You know, stuff like that. It's like very, like, hunky-dory, like, slice of life type of stuff. Yeah, and very, uh, almost silly. Now it's like, oh, we have to have like a very serious storyline. Yeah, everything and- has to be dark and depressing and... You're probably going to lose three main characters a season. Yeah. So as they you, may come back next season, yeah. but they're probably gone for good. Oh, and you know, yeah. it, it just I guess going to say like the whole point of, of this was just saying that you know in witchcraft, like we've had a pretty bad history with witchcraft, and then it's kind of like gone to oh, you know, it's kind of fun being. I'm, I mean, I dressed up as Harry Potter for Halloween. Back I did then. that multiple years in a row. I, we would have been burned at the stake back then if we did that. Yeah. yeah, you know, that's a good point. How it's it's gone from taboo or you know an outcast versus yeah. oh this is cool well that's like you know shoot i wanted to get that letter from hogwarts that's oh, what yeah, i wanted I too i wanted it bad oh so i mean I it, it real bad it's just interesting to to see like the dichotomy of like what the public was like back then like the public opinion versus like now like what like if Rhonda, if you came out and said hey i can lift this thing with my mind with my powers i'd be like oh my god that's so cool you know like yeah. it'd be such a cool thing um, so, if you actually did it, I'd be impressed. If you didn't and were just saying you could, I'd call the men with the padded truck. <laughs> Thomas would just be jealous that he didn't have those powers. I'd be annoyed that I didn't have those powers because I'd want them. Skipped a generation, I guess. Yeah. Um, so now we'll get to the actual story, which originally I, I did Eunice Cole, the unluckiest witch, but I kind of like the new the uh, the new title that we'll have. And if y'all read the thing, you'll know what it is. Um, so this is according to the New England Historical Society article entitled Eunice Cole, the Witch of Hampton Who Could Not Be Stopped, is is what it was. So essentially, uh, this woman, her name was Eunice Cole. She lived in Hampton, New Hampshire, and she was apparently hauled into court three separate times in like a 24-year period for witchcraft, basically. And talk about unlucky. And that's why I did entitle it like Unluckiest Witch at first. Eunice was married to a man named William, and both were servants for a man named Matthew Craddock. And I don't know if, are y'all familiar with Matthew Craddock at all? No, uh, the name's the not name familiar. name sounds familiar, but I don't know who he I is. I think we might have heard the name in like, uh, oh, y'all, Eunice, I'm telling y'all the light, it's flickering. Eunice, no, 
We're talking. Okay. Why is it every time we do one of these type stories that light flickers? <laughs> you right, know, let's it's not kinda, worry about the light. Let's just continue. It's kind of doing the uh, SOS thing, though. Honestly, it uh, is, and it's oh, there. We oh, go. Oh, 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 oh it's it, almost fixed. It yeah, Thomas said it normally like flickers a whole lot, and then it'll and, go. Then, and then it'll go full bright because it's yeah. Okay, continue. <laughs> so. She was a servant for a man named Matthew Crydock, and according to Matthew's Wikipedia page, he was a London merchant, politician, and the first governor of the Massachusetts Bay Company. And he founded in sixteen twenty oh founded in sixteen twenty eight. This organization helped establish the Massachusetts Bay Colony. So he was a pretty big, like a big wig. Um, his business and trading empire encompassed at least eighteen ships and extended from the West Indies. Uh, in North America to Europe and the Near East, and he was prevalent in the tobacco trade. So they worked for him, I think, or, or I, I don't know, indentured to him. But Eunice was serving Matthew, and he never actually left England, but he was tasked with kind of getting people to the new colonies, you know? Oh, wait a minute. So... He was in England, but she was in the U.S. Yes. She originally, I think, worked for him in England, and then she ended up going to the new colonies because his job was getting colonists to take up the undertaking of going to establish the new colony, and so she was one of the people that went over there with it. So that was, I guess, her story. Um, He was responsible for recruiting English settlers to move to America, and I'm assuming that Eunice was one of these people. So she and her husband promised to pay Craddock 10 pounds for releasing them from his service, which I guess they eventually did. The Coles were offered several different parcels of land once they got to America. Uh, They ended up taking and settling on a 40-acre parcel of land in Hampton, New Hampshire. And apparently they never really found much success, though, like after they got this land. William was a carpenter, and he never really prospered. Eunice was apparently by multiple accounts, and I think this might explain why she was not everyone's favorite. She was described as extremely difficult and very, very unlikable, uh, which probably contributed to some of the problems that she had later in her life. Well, and also maybe maybe to her husband's lack of success also. Well, she probably, I I think of like a nagging type of person, like, well, you need to go do that, you know, like probably one of those types of people. And uh, just if you don't, if so, if if you're in a new colony and you're already struggling enough or whatever, and you, and you can't get like your husband to kind of get put up like his big boy boots and you know get some money for you, I'm sure she was probably angry and maybe rightfully so. Who knows? Um, the article I found didn't really say much else about Eunice's time in America, but I do know that in 1656, uh, Eunice was taken to Boston to stand trial for witchcraft. So I don't know what brought that on. I don't know if it was just like maybe things were mounting she got in altercations with different people i've heard that she had some issues with like maybe her neighbors or the local townsfolk <laughs> so i'm sure that they were like which you know just because okay so and and you may not know this so were they actually you said they had they owned 40 acres so is this like spread out or was this fairly close i think it was community? like a farmland type of situation so like they owned a farm you know like how uh so i'm assuming it's just like the the farmhouse and then maybe clusters of land and surrounding that. I don't know for sure, though. Okay, so they probably did have neighbors that were fairly close, and yes. maybe a small village that was close by. That's what I'm thinking, okay. too. And maybe it was kind of split up. Who knows? Um, apparently, she was charged with making people uh, she feuded with fall ill. Uh, they said that they she killed their animals in very mysterious ways, and she was supposedly privy to the townsfolk's deepest and darkest secrets through devil worship. <laughs> 
like I don't, that sounds so like that's such a jump for me i don't know to me it kind of just sounds like they hated this woman and decided to take her out somehow <laughs> so uh <laughs> what do you think thomas what do you think I, you that do? sounds about right will <laughs> uh, it sounds like she did something that made a lot of people angry yep and so they started coming up with things to get rid of her. Poor Eunice. I mean, listen, Eunice might not have been likable, but she didn't deserve what she got. Um, apparently, some even say Eunice was found guilty of witchcraft, and some just say that she was found guilty of, quote, familiarity with the devil. Which, I mean, I think we're all familiar with the devil. I mean, like, well, we know no, who he is. When they say familiar, it means that she had a intimate relationship with oh, the devil. Oh, you know, uh, shoot, that does sound like a Sabrina that, thing. That's kind of what the thing is. They claim that witches are the lovers of the devils. They're kind of yeah. like anti-nuns. I know that's how like Hocus Pocus was. Like they were, they, oh, master, dance with me. You know, stuff like that. Yeah. So either way, she wasn't executed and was ordered by the court to be imprisoned for a time determined by them and to be whipped is is what it was. Oh, my gosh. So I'm like, bless her heart. Like this, I mean, uh, I don't know. So this is number the first time. This is time. number one, I think. Okay. Uh, William didn't miss his wife much at all, <laughs> but apparently he missed her missed using her as a pair of hands on their farm. So since he didn't have her, he used the townsfolk as a means to complete his farm work. But he really couldn't pay the people. He didn't really have money, I suppose. So I guess he wanted he would have paid the people with his land. But at the time, it was actually deeded to Eunice. So she had said uh, she, she was, quote, languishing in prison at this time. So I think what the article said is that Eunice actually had said, I'm going to divorce you if you don't deed me the land is what, you know, she said. So so that's how she acquired the land. That's how she acquired the land. So in an attempt to get his land back, William actually petitioned the courts. But funnily enough, he didn't petition them for the return of his wife. <laughs> like, <laughs> it sounds like he did not like her. Poor Eunice it had nobody. Like nobody liked her. Yeah, Eunice did not have anybody in her quarter. Um, let's see. Sorry, y'all had this here. here. Okay, so Eunice eventually apparently got herself free by saying that, you know, her husband was ailing at the time and, oh, I knew I need to be out to help him. But before she could get out to return uh, to her rightfully owned land, William had actually succeeded in getting the deed back for himself. So he promptly died shortly thereafter. <laughs> so I, I don't know how he died. I don't really know. Wow, is that suspicious? I've got some theories. Little Eunice, I'm telling you, she probably did something to him. Um so after, you know, they he died and Eunice, you know, thought she had her land back. There was apparently a dispute over the farmland kind of and I'll, I'll kind of explain it. There's a lot of legal disputes seen here over the land. The court had apparently tasked the townsfolk with using the land to pay for William and Eunice's like care. I don't really know why they were paying for Eunice's care. I don't think she was like super, super old at this point. I don't know. Another deed apparently saw William leaving the land to a neighbor. You know, it was just a lot of. Like, oh, you know, the land belongs to a him and her. Yeah, a lot of claims to this couldn't land. Couldn't be disproved. So in the end, the courts decided that half of the estate would be given to the neighbor, I guess, that William allotted to land, the land to, and then half of the land would be given to the town. So if I was Eunice, I would be kind of, like, mad. I don't know. Like, I would be mad. Oh, I would be furious. Yeah, because that was, there like, her be, land. There would be at least... One lawsuit going. Well, I mean, at that time, too, she's already been convicted of witchcraft. I, I don't think anybody's going to take her word for anything. True enough. Um, so apparently after this dispute, Eunice was supposed to leave the colony completely. Like they were like, okay, you're out of jail. You need to get out of the, you know, the land and the colony in one month. So she, being Eunice, did not comply to this and, quote, went back to her old ways. 
So uh, she was eventually placed back in jail for slanderous speech and in and out of prison for the next 10 years of her life. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Poor Eunice, y'all. I kind of feel bad. Listen, no matter what, like, I mean, I would hope, by the way, like, if y'all were my friends during that time and I was Eunice, c- could y'all be like, Eunice, like, calm down. Like, don't slander everybody. Yeah, uh, at that point, you've already been put in jail for something you may or may not have done. Why the hell are you going to stick around? Yeah. And so, I mean, like, now she's, like, going okay, against. Okay, well, now, wait a minute. We... We don't know if she had any children that could take care of her. So what would she have done? I mean, she'd had to have gone to another colony and maybe just a basic laborer for someone. Yeah. So or like a maid or something. Yeah, yeah or true, but still. Future may have been pretty bleak yeah. either way. Yeah. Uh, but I, I do think I, I saw there was another website. I didn't list it here, but I think when I was uh, looking at some of the info, it um, said that they, they didn't think that there were any children from this marriage. So she was, I guess, alone in this regard. So in 1673, so as we've said, she's been in and out of jail for slanderous speech, once for witchcraft or fellowship with the devil, all this stuff. She's been through it. Like, girl is going through all the felonies, I guess. Eunice was once again charged with witchcraft, and in a typical Hansel and Gretel fashion, she apparently had attempted to lure a young girl into living with her. Uh, She apparently took various animal forms, I guess like animagus McGonagall, yeah. yeah, style. And uh, get this, making a neighbor's oven produce foul-tasting bread. <laughs> well, maybe the neighbor just couldn't cook. I know. I love that for her. I love that like they blamed like the terrible bread-making and stuff for like her, like on her. That's ridiculous. Um, let's see here. Sorry, guys. I have to oh, go back here. Um, I love that. <laughs> the court, once again, didn't produce a charge of witchcraft, and instead Eunice was once again, uh, I think charged with being familiar with the devil i'm like we have already there's a precedence of her being familiar with the devil like allegedly y'all know she's texting the devil she's like doing all the things with the devil i guess so stop stop copping out courts you obviously want to freaking put her in jail for witchcraft and execute her just like pull the like really like just do it already like poor eunice she's gone through it um i guess during this time eunice wasn't put in jail because i i'm assuming she was maybe a little bit older so the townsfolk was charged with taking care of her as like i guess a penance or oh i don't know doing gosh so, doing i could something. see that not going well oh no so okay uh, okay let's look i hate to keep interrupting no you you're well. fine okay so this started out in what year i think it was you know honestly i don't know if it even said like a year it, it spanned like a 24 well i guess a 24 year you know I, she died when she was older though it's, the only year I can really see is the 1628 when whenever maybe like they were establishing the Massachusetts Bay Colony. So it's been like a span of years, I guess, after she it, got there. Yeah, I was just wondering how old she is at this point because she would have been, I would assume, an adult maybe anywhere from 17, 18, 20, yes. something like that. And now we're talking, what, how many years later? Like another 20 years? Um, so I think uh, this one does say in 1690 she was roughly 90 years old. Oh, wow. So I guess, let me see, I don't know during that time. So this was, what, 1673? So that that was 17 years before, so 90. So she was like 73 or something like that? So she was like 73 years old okay. at this time. Um, allegedly, don't quote me on that. that. That's just some simple arithmetic there. Um, she was around her early seventies. Yes. So that, now the townsfolk apparently have to take care of her. They're not going to execute her or anything like that. A small dwelling was set up for her and the town took turns providing her with like food and fuel. So it probably be like, all right, Rhonda, go feed Eunice <laughs> like oh a cattle, God. like a cow. Like here, Eunice, here's your I apple. I am not picturing all of this. I know. It's terrible. But I would have been nice to you. Me and Eunice would have been chill. I feel like. 
Um, I guess at some point they got tired of this little arrangement because in 1680 they wanted to take Eunice back to court for witchcraft a third time. So this time they added a few new charges to the mix. It was like, oh, you know, I don't know what kind of charges. Like, oh, she talks to mice. I don't know. Like, I don't know. Uh, so the court really wasn't convinced. They're like, okay, y'all, like the jig is up. She's 70 something years old at this point. Um, so October of 1690 comes around and Eunice is now like 90 years old, roughly. So just she's been in and out of jail. She hates everybody. So I'm sure. And finally, in, in this year, she happily dies like i'm sure at that point she has nobody i'm sure she happily died i would have so the town oh, i would have tried to take the whole damn town with me oh yeah she probably like i'm I'm sure if eunice wasn't a witch she probably like wanted to dabble in some kind of spell for this town at the time <laughs> Just- like so she uh they quickly dug a hole and tossed her in it <laughs> what, oh my gosh it's, it's what the article says and they attached a horseshoe to a stake for luck and they drove it through the grave so uh <laughs> these people need to grow up poor eunice y'all eunice was not doing nothing to y'all so um, do we know where she's buried i mean so i did see something um i i know it's not in my notes i did see something they're like we think it's around this particular building they've never found like the stake or anything like that but um I, they did tell me in the article I, I might have to look that up and tell y'all again next episode but uh she her unfortunate story was immortalized in poems by uh john greenleaf i guess Whittier, i guess or whittier whittier is that Whittier? oh any other time it'd be like some whatever well who's american oh that's or he was yeah he was he was he was something i'm assuming yeah. he was american because he was writing about a witch in america yeah um and her charges of being well, a witch it wasn't america yet because it was 1600 true. but but yes, it, w- it was Whittier, I True. believe. Whittier. I'll go with that. And her charges of being a witch were acknowledged as false by the town in 1938 in a formal resolution. So just a little too late, I'd say. Jeez. Yeah, just 300 years later. So my last note is, if I was Eunice, I would have definitely put a spell on all of them. So oh, yeah, I, I would have been plotting. I would have just burned all their cargo. No, in the, on the in the bay for sure. I just thought um, I had looked this you up. You would have seen me walking with the with lanterns full of oil. Oh yeah, already lit. Being like, I know. Well, you know, it just, just so throwing them on things. Well, it it doesn't seem like I I think her thing was like you know like like she said like her uh, I think people have said that you know she wasn't nice like she was very rude and and mean and, and biting stuff. and yeah biting and vengeful and so i mean that didn't help her but then like after you have that one thing it's just going to be easy to tag on another witchcraft thing because you know yeah and i guess communities were so far apart and maybe travel was difficult you would think if it was that bad they could have relocated her somewhere oh yeah or like I, maybe you like you know she would have been the witch living out in the forest or something like yeah, that yeah um, but that's all I have. So that was the tragic story of Eunice Cole. So whether or not you like her or not, I mean, I don't think she deserved the three witchcraft pleas that she no, got. No, and you know? I, I got, it's like the Salem witch trials. I got more beef with the colonists than I do with her. Yeah. And like, so. you know, Eunice wasn't doing anything towards the end. I mean, she probably didn't like her husband, especially after he didn't come save her or like try to petition oh, after her. He basically gave away her land. Yeah. Yeah. So save, it's an unfortunate story. Well, you just think uh, the story you did last time, Octavia uh, Hatcher. Uh, yeah, it just makes you wonder what kind of how many different how many stories are out there that are just just this weird little unique something. Yeah, that, that, and that's why I looked think up. Of. I was trying to look up. You know, I think how I got to Octavia. I was like, you know, creepiest urban legends or you know things like that. I love a good urban legend and stuff for stories and towns because I always think that there's some kind of semblance of truth in there somewhere. So it might not be you know that. 
Octavia really did that. But, you know, it's weird that that, you know, why would everyone make that up? Or why did that story catch on? I love getting history and stuff like that. I think that's cool. Well, good deal. It was an interesting story, Will. Yes, it was. Cool. Three Eunice. times. Well, all right, guys. <laughs> that's that's the end of this episode. Uh, be sure to check out Small Town Missing. Yeah. And we'll catch you next time. Catch you next time, guys. Until next week.